0: Hello everybody, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. There's a new show every Monday and Thursday here on the Charisma Podcast Network. Um, You can also go to Apple Podcasts, you can go to Spotify, um, as well as Google Play, plus pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to, wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Um, I am with my wife, Selena Lombardo again. How are you doing, babe? I'm good. Good, good, good. And so she's going to be the one reading the scripture here and kind of leading our conversation. Um, We're going to talk about something very important today. And so go ahead, my love.
1: Hi, everyone. So we're going to read 1 Corinthians twelve, twelve. For even as the body is one and yet has many members and all of the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. And so today I just felt in my heart, you know, to talk about the body of Christ I felt like right now is a very timely um, season for the body of Christ Mm -hmm. Um, with so much division going on in the world. I think the Mm -hmm. body of Christ should be the light, should be the example and we should come together as one really um, under the power of the Holy spirit to tackle some of the issues that are, that we're facing today. Absolutely. I know that um, throughout my time with the Lord over the years, I've encountered many streams, um, you know, different, different sides of the church, different, um, people that have different passions, people that have different callings. And, um, you know, we've been blessed to follow amazing streams like Mm -hmm. Iris, you know, Iris Global with Heidi Baker, who carries such a heart for the poor and a heart for people. And I am honored to say that I've been a part of that ministry because I've seen the love of God poured out in such tangible ways. You know, their, their slogans of, you know, how they say, stop for the one, you know, how they say low and slow. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things I believe have been definitely things that I've adopted into my life um, when it comes to, you know, dealing with people. And I think that in this time, the Lord has really shown me um, in the spirit what's happening. And it automatically brings me to this scripture because I think that we are extremely quick to judge. We are extremely quick to criticize one another. And to pick apart what other people say just for the fact of shooting them down, just for the fact of arguing and debating and kind of like, oh, I'm going to one up this person. And I think that that's something that displeases the heart of our father. Absolutely. I think that when we speak, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't speak to one up the other person. We shouldn't speak in a way that says my message is the greatest message and my message is the right message. And my message is a message Of the Lord, Mm. because I think that as this scripture says, there is one body, but there are many parts.
0: Absolutely. And I just think even in the book of Proverbs, it talks about uh, six things that God hates, seven that he abhors. And it talks about this a few times in in the book of Proverbs. And one of the things that God hates is division, Mm -hmm. you know, where uh, are people that sow division and discord among brothers. Right. You know, it grieves his heart because we were created for relationship not only with him, but with those around us. Right. You know, and the Bible talks about in the book of Psalms, I believe it's, Oh man, I wish I knew right (laughs) now. I think it's Psalm 133 or 131, but the Lord commands the blessing where there is unity Mm -hmm. amongst his people, life forevermore. Yeah. And so the Lord wants us to unite together. He will command the blessing where people are, united and that doesn't mean that we agree on every little thing. That doesn't mean that we can't have our own minds and have differences of opinions, but the main things are the main things, mm-hmm. you know? And that's one thing even just going to Bible school, everyone had a different opinion on what the word of God says. But at the end of the day, we have to, it all boils down to are you saved? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you love the Lord? We can differ on these on these different topics right here, but the main thing in the scriptures, the things that are very abundantly clear in the scriptures like you know, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do to others as you would want them to do unto you. These things in the Word of God that are abundantly clear, focus on these things and allow people to have different opinion on other things.
1: Right. You I know. heard a saying and I liked it. It said, It's okay to disagree, but don't be divisive.
0: That's good. Mm-hmm. So
1: disagree with someone and and be okay to disagree with them and you know to, to be peacefully end a conversation knowing that we still may have a difference of opinion, but I'm not going to be divisive, you know? And that really moved me because um, I think sometimes as leaders, we have a huge responsibility of leading people. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you lead, let's say, there's This happens a lot. And you see in a church, there's a pastor who changes his message and then all of a sudden, there's like a group of people that rebel against that message and then leave.
0: Mm, that's true.
1: And the sad thing is I've they leave, they leave with division in their mouths and they leave talking bad about the person Absolutely. that they left. Absolutely,
0: sowing discord, sowing exactly. division. Exactly, and mm-hmm. I think
1: that where is the love? Where yeah. is the love that you show for that? Where is the honor that you show for that man of God? Mm-hmm. You know, if he's blatantly saying something like, Jesus wasn't perfect or something crazy. Okay? Jesus. Yeah,
2: exactly. Something he wasn't blasphemy, the son of God. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
1: Blasphemy. Okay. Call someone out, but <laughs> interpretation of a scripture is not by any, you know, by any means gives us the authority to condemn someone or to speak badly of them mm-hmm. just because they highlight a certain scripture more yeah. than others.
0: Well, Jesus even said, you know, uh, that, We speak what's in our heart, right? If there's hatred in our heart, hatred's going to come out of our mouth. Mm. If there's competition and insecurity in us, that stuff's going to come out of our mouth. There's perversion in us, that's going to come out of our mouth. And so uh, it's really important to know, like honestly, when people, you know, um, speak against a man of God and do things that you're talking about right now, you know, talk behind people's backs and backbite like we have in, you know, a lot of people do, you know, it just really reveals where they're at with the Lord. And it really reveals, you know, how deep they, you know, they've gone with the Lord and kind of how how much they've allowed the Lord to work on their hearts.
1: Right. And it goes back to, um, you know, this let's read. So we're in the same chapter 12, but let's go to verse 20 and it says, but now there are many members, but one body and the, eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet. I have no need of you. On the contrary, it's much truer that the members of the body, which seem to be weaker are necessary. Mm-hmm. And those are the members of the body, which we deem less honorable on these. We bestow more abundant honor. And it keeps going on, but I'm going to stop there and I'm going to say this. The spirit of the enemy is independence. Yeah. Independence yeah. breeds isolation. Mm-hmm. And if you think about that, it's a lone ranger syndrome. It's one person who he's got it all together. He's got it all right. There's no accountability in his life. There's no people that he trusts. It's just him and he goes and does his own thing. We've seen that a lot
0: over the years. Oh, yeah.
1: Right. It's a model. For sure. And I think that the spirit of the Lord is, de- is actually a spirit of dependence, mm-hmm. a spirit of knowing that we need each other. Family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We need each other to fulfill the will of God and to sure. do his purposes on the earth. So, in the same way that we are born as a baby and have a mother and a father who care for us in, in different seasons, we grow and mature. Mm-hmm. and and to a place where we are no longer dependent on our parents, but we still are called to honor them. Sure. So God models that in our lives. And I think that in the church, we have to adopt that model.
0: Oh yeah. It's a new wineskin. God's doing a new thing. The Lord used, like the Lord comes, this is one thing William Paul Young says that I love and it's controversial, but he'll come into our box to break us out of it. He Literally the Lord will step into our box, meet us where we're at, to break us out of our box. And I feel like in the, you know, in the past, God has anointed lone rangers and they were willing to be used by God. And, you know, a lot of the time I've read the God's generals books, you know, they, they didn't have the easiest time carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders, not asking for help. And sometimes it, you know, the result was falling into sin, you know, because they didn't, they didn't have a community of brothers or sisters or, you know, ministry partners and people in their lives to really do the things that they weren't so good at. Right. Um, and leaned on other parts of the body. But the Lord is bringing this new wineskin. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's what he's always wanted. His family rising up, us being dependent on one another, all the gifts coming together to form the fullness. He's talking about the fullness of Christ. We all are different parts of the body so we can manifest the fullness of Christ. We need each other, men and women, and every every different gifting.
1: Exactly. So generationally, he wants us to come together Yes, men and women. He wants us to come together. Different ministries. He wants us to come together. Different streams and passions. The young passions, and the old. Right, generations.
0: Yeah, generations. Yeah.
1: And um, so if if you think about it, also, it's kind of like that picture of the body is so is so clear because it says, you know, if you think if I think about it, my head, my brain, functions way differently and has a very different purpose than my heart. And so it would be ridiculous for me to for my heart to tell my mind I don't need you or for my mind to tell my heart I don't need you or for them to try to change each other Mm
2: -hmm. for
1: the heart to try to change the mind to be more like the heart
2: Mm -hmm.
1: or vice versa. And I see that over and over and over. And there's all these tests that come out um, showing different personality types different. I, I love those tests. There's temperament tests we've taken. There's, um, Enneagram tests that we've taken. There's the Myers Briggs, I think tests that we've Mm -hmm. taken. And you know, people will take these tests. And for me, what I take away, it's not necessarily that I'm labeling myself, but I'm looking into how I'm pre-wired to fulfill my purpose. And in the body of Christ, Yeah, because I was formulated by God, I was created by God to fulfill a purpose. And if I tried to morph myself to somebody else because the way they talk about themselves is like their ways are higher, they're better than me, then I am not going to fulfill the purpose that God has me to fulfill. And I think that we have to be very careful to look inside ourselves, to get to know ourselves, to know what our strengths and our weaknesses are in order to fulfill that purpose. In the same way, we need to remain humble before the Lord before ourselves and before others and say, look, you might be very different than me. It does not mean that you're wrong. It means that you have a different purpose than I do. And I have to honor you and learn you and respect you. And the same goes for me. And yes, we should learn from each other and we should work on our particular weaknesses, but coming from a place of humility and and if you think about it, we have to be careful because I know that a message has come across about comparison and it says, you know, don't compare yourselves to others, right? You yep. say, oh, don't compare yourselves to others because then, you know, you can steal your joy or you can, you know, take, it takes away from, you know, in your journey. And, you know, I've seen a lot of this. I've seen a lot of people open up in transparency, open up and saying, I'm going to be real. This is really what's going on with me. Right. Have you have you yeah. you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah, on
0: social media, absolutely. Right. People you see, are exposing you see, the mm-hmm. not just sharing the, the good things in their life, but being open about the,
1: the bad. The weaknesses, yeah. Right. So when you see that, I have seen this come from that. I've seen people say, Oh, well, everybody makes mistakes. Oh, well, everybody has hard times. So now, because they're comparing themselves to people, now they're excusing their behavior and they're giving themselves a way out and saying, well, everybody has faults. Everybody has a bad day. And the one that scared me was this. I saw an Instagram post and it was a mother and she was crying in the picture. Her kids are jumping on her and she's got all her makeup running down her face. And she explains what happened that day. And at the bottom of the Instagram page, it says, hashtag no bad moms. Now, you can see that in two different ways. One way is to say, we're all doing our best.
0: Yes, that's probably what she was trying to say, yeah,
1: okay, but mm-hmm. I think that the the other extreme that is coming out of this transparency and being real is that it's an excuse for your behavior and I think this we do make mistakes and there we do need to have grace for ourselves, but mm-hmm. in the same way we have to call ourselves higher and and we have to rise to the responsibility that we have as mothers, yeah, and I just felt the need to say that because I'm a mom and I have two children, and there are days when I ha- I fall and there are days that I make mistakes and I own those mistakes. I repent of those mistakes. I talk to my children and repent of those mistakes. I receive forgiveness. They forgive me. I forgive myself and I try to do better the next day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's, that's really good. That's all that I can do.
0: There's a fine line there, right? Between, um, that's what people call like loose, you know, loosey goosey, like grace, you know, but like. You know, there's there's something about like acknowledging that we're weak and our need of grace, and not being hard on ourselves, and not beating ourselves up, but at the same time, not wanting to stay there, not being okay with where we're at. Right. You know, there's a fine line there between receiving grace, knowing that we're not perfect, or we're not going to be perfect, or we're not going to be beating ourselves up in the corner because that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help you, but at the same time, you look to the Lord and you say, "I've got the power of the Holy Spirit to be different."
1: Right. And I love that God does family for a reason and God does the body of Christ for a reason. We're different because we need each other for balance. Mm-hmm. Because now there while there are people that that are walking around that are already quite balanced people, for the most part, we tend to go to extremes. Yeah, It's kind of mm-hmm. like a natural inclination is to go to an extreme. And so you think about that and you say, look, let's talk about this one thing, the opinion of others. There are people walking around that are so dominated by what other people think of them.
2: hmm absolutely.
1: And then there's people walking around-
0: That just don't care. That do not care one mm-hmm. single
1: thing about what people think about them. Sure. And there's good and bad from both. But I will say this. I know as a person who has been, can be dominated by what other people think of me, I have learned from my family members and people around me that don't have the same you know, mindset mm-hmm. or weakness, I've learned to be more balanced.
0: Sure. I've seen I've seen you grow in that, too, Just as your husband being married to you for six years, I've seen you when we first met and when we first got married and I've seen you cry it out and we've talked through it and I've seen you grow.
1: Right. And it's because I look to other people to learn from them Mm -hmm. because I want to be the best version of myself. And although I do read these tests and I go, oh, yeah, I'm a number whatever or I'm this from there, I don't stop. And I say, okay, wow. And I look and I say, wow, look at the people you've put around me. Mm-hmm. You've actually put people around me that have dip, huge differences so that I can learn from them.
0: Absolutely. And
1: the more we open ourselves to learn from other people, the better we are fitted you know, for the purpose that God has us.
0: And with these temperament tests, one thing that I've noticed is it's great. The, the positive thing about it is you learn who you are mm-hmm. and how you function and how you think. And that could be a very, very positive thing. And it has been a very positive thing for you. For me, I learned a little bit about myself. I'm not, you know, as driven towards those tests, but you, you have like, wow, I learned so much and this and that. There's people that absolutely love it. Um, But there's also, oh yeah, well, I'm, I'm a this or whatever. And they're like, just saying like, well, this is just my weakness. This is who I am. They almost embrace their weakness because they found out who they are, what their strengths and weaknesses are. and almost become a bad thing to certain people if you take it with that mentality, like, you're supposed to see your weakness and say, all right, well, I'm not going to stay there. These are the, this is the area I'm going to, you know, uh, grow in with the Holy Spirit and put and speak the word of God into my life here. And I can grow and my weaknesses can become areas of strength. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people just go, okay, well, I'm a, I'm a this or a that, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's just who I am. That's, and they just got no desire to grow from there. Let's just use it as a crutch almost.
1: And what suffers are your, the relationships around you. Yeah. That's what suffers. And I think that in this time, the Lord wants us to focus on relationships. Mm-hmm. He's literally, I mean, in this season, everything has been taken away, you know? And if you think about that, it requires us to look inside. And as people of Christ, as people who seek more, like if you're listening to this podcast, you're already opening yourself up to be better.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
1: so God will honor that. God will reward that. And I have seen in my life that I have fought for the relationships around me. There were things that I saw tension and it's a lot of the times due to the fact that I was very different from people that were to people that were very close to me. Our, our, our temperaments, our personalities, our way of thinking, our way of making decisions were very different. And that causes a lot of tension. And I think that, um, in that there's very easy to be offended. It's very easy to grow cold and it's very easy to say, you know what, I'm going to go this way. You're going to go that way. Yeah. That's the easy way. That's easy. But Mm -hmm. I feel like if you push forward and you say, Lord, I want to steward the relationships that you've given me in my life, starting with my husband, with my children, with my mother, father, brother, sister, you know, people people that Mm -hmm. are directly around me, which what the Bible will call your neighbor. So Mm -hmm. the person that's around you, Mm -hmm. you know, the Lord says to love your neighbor as yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And in this journey that I've taken, with in relationships as the Lord showed me that his treasure and his reward are in relationship Yeah, as he has a relationship with the father, the son and the Holy spirit. They each honor each other. They all work differently. They all have a different place. They all have a different purpose and there's a flow
2: mm-hmm.
1: because there's honor because there's love Yes, and there's grace. And I think for me, I've tried to adopt that, you know, into my relationships and, not at all to say that it's been easy. It's been difficult, but I will say that with the help of the Holy spirit and with looking inside and saying, you know what? I have to love myself before I can love anyone else. Mm -hmm. I can, I have to be gracious to myself before I can be gracious with anyone else. That's true. And patient with myself before I can be patient with anyone else. As I've looked inside, I've actually seen the fruit come forward in my relationships,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because it starts inside. And that's why I think the Lord worded it like that. As you love yourself, you do have to love yourself and you, do, but in a way that in, in with humility, sure. loving who the lo, loving, how the Lord made you mm-hmm. and then letting that transfer. If you can honor yourself and respect yourself, it will automatically flow to the people around you.
0: And you'll be secure hmm. And you'll be able to open up to people and be able to be who you are without caring about people's opinions, what they think of you. You know, all you really care about is your relationship with the Lord and, you know, what he thinks about you more than more than anything else. But one thing I would just like to kind of interject is. Your growth as a person, you know, I've seen you grow a lot from the moment we got married to now. And uh, a lot of those breakthrough moments where tremendous growth took place or accelerated growth took place is when you opened up to me about how you were feeling. You opened up to me about, oh, this person hurt me or this is how this relationship has been or this or that, etc. And then I was able to be there for you and then tell you you're not crazy and tell you that wasn't good. And but at the same time, this is what you need to grow in and then hug it out and pray and all of that. And then just poof, just tremendous growth. And, you know, and God ordained moments where the Lord allows you to be with those individuals or with that person, and you both begin to open up about how you're feeling. Oh, this hurt me, or this happened, and this is how I feel kind of when you do this or whatever. And, you know, I've seen, like, just major breakthroughs take place. You know, the Bible talks about that when we bring things that are in the darkness into light, it becomes light, and there's something about vulnerability. There's something about getting it out of your heart and bringing it out into the light. And then, you know, because the enemy loves— when things are in the darkness,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, mold grows on stuff in the darkness. You know, it's just like it's only you wrestling with this thing. No one, you know, it's isolation with your own stuff. The enemy loves that it tries to keep us isolated and everything in the darkness. But when we bring things out in the light, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to move. We're allowing other people to really share how they feel because the devil's whispering in our ear. They think you're stupid. They don't value your opinion. They don't honor you. They don't really love you like they say they love you. And he's whispering all these lies. And that's exactly what they are. Lies. Mm-hmm. And when we bring stuff out in the open, we expose the lie and now the light of truth is able to shine on it. That person is able to say, I do not see you that way. I'm sorry that I've come off that way. I've just been in a very bad mood lately. I've actually been in depression and mm-hmm. I actually have been hating myself and it's been coming out on on the people around me. You start realizing like, oh wow, this person loves me. They're just going through a rough patch. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the enemy he wants to lie to us and keep us isolated with that lie, and that's the only thing that matters, it's like reality. When we bring that, when we, when we bring it out, then the light of truth is able to come. And so, and that's how people become united. You know, um, and so that that's powerful.
1: Yeah, I love that, babe. I think that's very, very true. I think that's I've seen it in my life for sure. I've seen it where sometimes the hardest thing is to bring it up. The hardest thing is to start the conversation. But I've I've mm-hmm. asked the Lord you know, make a way for me to confront this person or to confront this situation. Show me the right moment, the right time. Lord, you know their heart and you know my heart. You know that our hearts are for each other, but give us the opportunity. Give us the little window. And when I've waited for the right moment to bring things to people, I've truly seen-
0: The breakthrough power of God. I've seen, Mm -hmm. I
1: felt the Holy Spirit in those moments. Amen. Mm i felt his presence so real in that. And I think to myself, I want to feel this all the time. Yeah. When I'm interacting with people, I want to feel the presence of God tangibly in the room because I'm being led, I'm carrying his heart and I'm pouring out his love, you know, as he put me on this earth to do. Absolutely. You know, and I feel like for me, I'm a very emotional person. And I'm, if you see my tests and my personality, things like I, everything I do revolves around people, it revolves around love. And I think that my, my greatest weakness has become my greatest strength. And my greatest weakness was being very sensitive. And so me being very sensitive means that I could be easily offended. I could be easily hurt. I could be easily, you know, mm-hmm. heartbroken through something. And God's showing me that he's made me sensitive and he's made me tender. Because actually, when you remain in that in that spirit, if you remain in that, you can actually love the hardest. You'll love yeah with the most passion because in that way of tenderness, you remain open to people. And I feel like there's people walking around that maybe were tender in one mo- in in one season, but now they've turned hard. And the reason why they've become hard is through pain that they haven't addressed. And instead of addressing the pain and going to the hurt and dealing with it, they just put up a wall. Mm-hmm. So now they're hard now, but now nobody can come in. Yeah. And so I think that for those people that are listening, a lot of times the people that are the most divisive, that are the most um you know critic uh what is the word critical uh, critical. The people that are the most critical are the people that are the most hurt. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening today or if you know someone that is like this, you know, I just want to pray, yeah over every listener Mm -hmm. because every person in one area or another in their heart have become hard. And it's just a defense mechanism that we put to protect ourselves from getting hurt again. But I want right now just for the Lord to go into the garden of your heart and to pull up every seed that has been planted, that has been a lie because when we believe a lies, that's when we remain in our hurt. And we remain in our pain. Yeah. And so let, I just pray that the Thank Lord you. right now would plant seeds of truth. That you are loved. That you are cherished. That you are worthy. And any seed right now, I feel it so strongly. Any seed of someone that's been rejected as a child. I just want to speak to you that you are wanted. You are loved. The Lord Loves you. He pursues you. He desires you. And so just let Him right now heal any area of your heart that may be broken. And let His love flood in right now in Jesus' name. That we would walk around in healing, that we might be able to carry that love of Christ to the body of Christ and then to the world. Because we are made on this earth to fulfill the purposes of God. And we have to be healthy and whole to do that. We have to stand firm on the word of God. And I just thank you, Lord, right now for the healing work that you're doing inside of every person, that if there is any division among families, if there is any division among friends, God, that you would lead the way into unity. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, that was um thank you babe for you know sharing all those powerful things. Um I love being with you. This is fun. I loved it too. Thank you. <laughs> uh for those who are listening right now, thank you so much for being a faithful listener to uh, Awaken Podcast. Like I said in the beginning of the show, there is a new episode every Monday and Thursday, powerful interviews with people from around the world as well as teaching shows like this one where we just break down very relevant uh, subjects. Um, from the Word of God so that we could bless you guys. And so make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. want to get it out to more people so they can be challenged, blessed, inspired by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Talk to you guys next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, A Supernatural Guide to Experiencing and Abiding in God's Presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know Him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering Him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter His presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with the need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to Be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours. You know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus and so I just want to present this to you immersed in his glory you can go to Amazon and find it there you could also go to my website lifepouredoutintl.org lifepouredoutintl.org or you can go to destinyimage.com the audio book is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory thank you